Polish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Loud, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects towards physical and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guests. I hope you're enjoying the season of winter, um, and respect with myself. It's been a little bit tough for the last couple weeks, and I'll share a little bit further about that. But I hope that your winter is going a little bit better, and Happy New Year to all. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any information shared by my guests. And you can find the link on my website, www.thecelestialspoon.com. And please remember to share these shows with your friends so they can also gain value from my guests. I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and a spiritual guide along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother to such a wonderful group of little ones up to the age of 28. So I'm excited to be all those things to everyone. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. Please check it out on my website. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Isaac Miller, a self-employed, licensed, therapeutic, strength and conditioning fitness trainer. He is an author, motivational speaker, spoken word artist, minister, and a sales coach. He loves inspiring and helping people manifest their inner geniuses because he is an inspiration. Isaac helps his clients with health, fitness, nutrition, motivation, motivational speeches, sales coaching, strategic planning, employee analysis, and solutions for individual or company issues. He is an expert on health and fitness, therapeutic interventions, writing, motivational speaking, and God's ministry. Isaac shows his clients how to develop a healthy lifestyle. 
He also shows business owners how to improve their sales by exposing issues with their company's process and their employees. Typical problems he solves are fixing the physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, social, and mental blocks that prevent people from developing a health plan. This is an exciting range of information that I'm really looking forward to learning from Isaac. So, hi Isaac, it's great to have you here. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing, uh, Miss Catherine? Doing well. I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be on this show with you today. Thank you for being here. So. I think what I want to start talking about first is how you got into helping others and can you give us a little background of your life? Well, I got into helping others. Um, it was kind of like a destiny thing, I would say. I know people use that word a lot, but until you, when you actually experience it, you find out the truthfulness that is attached to it. Well, I uh, grew up in poverty and... I witnessed my mom being beat. Uh, she was uh, diagnosed as a schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic when I was seven. And my, my father abandoned me, and I was looking for guidance. And I always had an appreciation for God. So an elderly couple knocked on my door. Uh, there were Jehovah's Witnesses, and they, they offered me a Bible study. And I started studying the Bible and learning about God. So I allowed uh, God to be my father. And because of that, I believe that God, there's no limits on God. So I decided to look for ways to get out of poverty. I would pray about it. I would sleep. Uh, I would go to bed thinking about it. Uh, I would dream about it. I would just look for ways to just get out of that situation. So I started on the process of trying to develop my gifts. And I felt like my gifts were, were writing, just writing at the time. And I didn't pursue writing because I allowed other people to talk me out of it. They told me I wasn't going to make any money. So I turned to sports. And I, I, I um, started the process of just getting in shape, and it eventually led to an interest in personal training. And I started that at uh, 17 years of age. So that's how I got started in the fitness industry, just searching for a way to escape poverty. Mm. And that's, that's a strong story because most people that are in that situation don't think outside the box like you obviously have done. And that's why I was excited to invite you to, to, my, to my show because you have gone through so much. And I really like people to hear from us, the real people that have gone through it, so they can recognize in themselves that, Oh my God! I know what he's talking about. Now I'm inspired to reach out myself. So I also wanted to touch on with you um, the things that we have in common is you also had suicidal tendencies when you were younger. When did that actually end? Well, uh, it ended. I would say when I was about 17 years of age um, because I, I felt like I was becoming something. I started to feel important, and I, I started to feel like I had value, and I started to identify some things I wanted to pursue, 
uh, as far as figuring out that I could ask, that I had something to offer to the world, it was this older lady before I went to college. I was 17 working at uh, a gym. I was a fitness attendant. I had no clue that it was going to turn into me becoming a trainer. And this is exactly how it happened. She just walked up to me and she said, I think that you'll be a great personal trainer. So right before college started, I decided to pursue something in training, and once I had an identity that I felt like I had a direction to go, at this time I'm still battling with people telling me that I, I can't uh, do anything with writing, so I don't really know how to identify myself because, I'm, you know, I'm not, my mind wasn't um, mature enough to know that I could do whatever I wanted to at that time. So that gave me a sense of worth at that time, and it made me feel like I had something to offer to the world. So uh, that experience kind of started obliterating my suicidal thoughts. Now, excuse me, do you end up having any symptoms of depression or anything, even though you do all of this extra work? I think we all uh, battle with feelings of doubt. Now, I mean, I can't eliminate my experiences. So if I don't stay working on myself every single day, when I say every single day, I mean every single day, uh, mm -hmm. listening to something motivational, trying to keep a positive environment, the thoughts of feeling like I'm a loser, the thoughts of feeling like, oh, I have nothing to offer, the thoughts of, oh, people think I talk funny because I used to take speech classes when I was younger and people laughed at me uh, how I talked and no girls liked me, told me I was ugly. So, and I couldn't identify what my parents did for a living. Whenever they asked, what do your parents do for a living? I don't know. They sell food stamps. What is your dad? I don't know. So when I compare myself to other people, uh, it does resurface. But if I stay on myself and I remind myself every day, you're valuable. You have something to offer to the world. It doesn't really affect me. But if I, if I miss, if I don't stay on myself, those feelings are of doubt and in feeling insecure, uh, they they do start to resurface. Okay, thank you for putting it the way that you did because that brought it back to the center for myself. Because um, today is January third, two thousand nineteen, and for I would say since before Thanksgiving up until this past weekend. I was struggling with depression, and I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, yes, I am worth something to help other people. I was just allowing my illness to set in and take over. <clears throat> so in my case, I know all the tools. I follow the majority of it on a daily basis. My husband supports me and, and hugs me and everything. But the bottom line for me is, I needed medication. So on Friday, I saw my psychiatrist, and he adjusted my meds, and he gave me an additional one, which actually helps with suicidal thoughts. So within, I'd say, two to three days, I started feeling better. And I love what you said, that we need to make sure on a daily basis that we practice all our tools. And... Although I tell people that that's the biggest thing, sometimes I allow it to slide and things take over. 
So everybody listening, um, please recognize what Isaac was saying, that it is a daily practice, and it's, it's very powerful to take care of ourselves. So what else have you done, Isaac, in um, helping yourself advance and what actually helps other people? Well, <clears throat> I, I believe in the holistic approach, and I, didn't, I couldn't actually validate this scientific and therapeutic structure and philosophical structure until I entered college. But ever since I was a young boy, I always had uh, intellectual curiosity for things. And with that being said, I always wanted to know how something began, like, what, you know, uh, the beginnings of humanity or why people do this, why I always wanted to know why. So because of that, I always invested in knowledge. I would read. I would uh, talk to people. I would ask questions, and that helped me to understand that what's impossible is actually only a thought process. So when people would tell me, how are you going to uh, open up a business, and, you know, who's going to want you to train them, or how are you going to do this, and you don't have this, or you, you're, you're not in shape enough at the time, whatever it may be, that just knowing that there were never any limits on God, really understanding that humans have limits, but but God doesn't, it really allowed me to focus on, okay, I want to be my best spiritually. I want to be my best mentally. I want to be my best uh, socially, emotionally. And putting all those things together makes you a, a powerful person because if just one domain is off, people don't realize it, but it affects the other domains. They're, they're, they're thinking that they're not capable, uh, not necessarily a mental domain, but they have bad association in their lives. And as First Corinthians 15.33 says, bad associations spoil useful habits. So I just protected all of my domains of life. You know, I said, I only want to be around people that are trying to do the things I want to do. And that was very helpful for me as I was trying to discover myself. And that definitely is an important factor because... Um, when I saw my psychiatrist, I told him about an incident on Christmas Eve where my adult children have been spending it with me at either one of their houses, and this time my house, and the conversation came up that they want to spend it like they did many years ago as a family with my siblings and my mother. But I had a run-in with them several years ago, and I, I was not invited to their Christmas Eve event, but my children were. And it was very hurtful, and since I wasn't feeling that well, it really hit home. So um, <clears throat> when I explained this to my psychiatrist, he says, well, you have to remember that you come first. So if you have someone in your life that is causing you agony, you have to remove them because they're only going to keep bringing you down. And I love that you um, brought out the, the verse from Corinthians because that's wonderful. It brings us back to basics of where we need to work on ourselves and how to move forward. But um, I actually also told one of my daughters that I can no longer speak with her because she keeps on blaming me for so much stuff that is not my fault. So everyone listening, please recognize that if you have a situation like that and you can remove the person from your life, please make sure you do that because you need to be number one. If you're not number one, you cannot make yourself 
advance in the way that is very possible to everyone. So again, thank you, Isaac, for sharing it that way. Um, oh, you, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Um, so, what way do you explain as the holistic approach? Well, in in my my book, uh, chapter four, it uh, is entitled "The Pursuit Is All Remodel Your Mind." It, it, I'll use this exact illustration that I use in the book. It's a guy named Bill. Um, let's say Bill begins to hate his job after several arguments with his wife. So he takes that mood to work, and he never resolves it. Not only that, his wife uh, is having a negative influence on him, so now he can't work out anymore because she wants him to pick up the kids. So now he's missing his physical domain. And Bill begins to hate his job, and he's complaints about it. Now he's complaining about life, but he's not realizing that the real issue is not the job. His social domain coming from his wife affected his mental, his physical, and his emotional domain. And sometimes people don't look at it like that. We, we, sometimes we blame things on things that aren't actually the issue. So when we think about the holistic approach, we have to realize, just like exercises, you may not feel like exercising, not because of the exercise in itself. Maybe you're not eating properly. So it's so everything is connected. Everything matters. You know, like you may not realize that the person is surrounded by other people that are speaking negatively about working out. Oh, man, you don't need to do all of that. You're getting old, whatever it may be. So when we think about the holistic approach, we don't just focus on one thing. You know, we focus on everything. You know, your spiritual, what's your belief system? What do you believe in? You know, how you believe dictates how you think and you act. What are you reading? What things are you feeding your mind? Are you listening to negative stuff? Who is in your environment? Who are you, in, who are you talking to? Like, how do you feel about yourself or how, are you, your, your emotional domain? And, and simply, are you in shape? Are you, do you have a health plan? See, when all those things are – it's never going to be perfect. Let me make that clear. But when all those things, when you're actively working to be better in, in each domain of your life, you're applying the holistic approach, and at that particular point, you have become so powerful to it doesn't matter what life throws at you. You know, not that you're not a human. You're going to handle it, and you're not going to let it take you down. So everyone really needs to apply the holistic approach within reason, you know. So that's, that's how I would um, um, illustrate the holistic approach, brief, briefly illustrating it. Thank you. Again, that was a beautiful explanation because you, you went above and beyond what other people talk about as mind, body, and spirit. Everything that you added in there really makes sense that we have to pull it together. And um, I want to let people know that how we met is through a speaker talent search, and I was thrilled to watch your video, which was your interview, and the energy that came from you, I just felt so uplifted just by listening to you and, and watching your movements. So people, um, you know, definitely listen to Isaac, what he's saying, because he is practicing what he preaches, exactly what people say. And I, just by being on the phone with you, Isaac, I'm feeling uplifted. I feel the energy coming from you. So thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome. I feel the energy, too, from you. I'm inspired. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, what it's all about is helping other people. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't help other people. And that's why I made sure that I went myself and I got the medication because with me I know it's, um, what's the term, it's related to my thyroid. <clears throat> so uh, it's chemical. With me it's a chemical imbalance. So Hypothyroidism. Yep, yep. Exactly. There's a hypo and hyper. So I, don't, I, have I don't know which one. Hypo, where it's underactive. Okay. And it's very hard to keep it balanced. Um, I just had a discussion with my doctor this morning. She's increasing that medication because it controls so much in your body. And, you know, I always recommend to people that if they don't understand why they're feeling depressed, besides reaching out to a psychiatrist or, you know, a, a medical doctor to prescribe an antidepressant, reach out and have your thyroid checked because that controls a lot of our endocrine endocrine system and you know it, it's it's a, a big control system in our body so um, I learned about it many years ago when I was diagnosed after my first um, hospitalization for suicidal thoughts and they diagnosed me and they said that's the main reason I struggle so um, Isaac I am so happy for you that you have overcome and you recognize, too, that it is a daily practice that if we let ourselves slip, sometimes there's no point of return. And, you know, I had been there myself, and that was actually a prayer to God to help me feel better. And his message was, okay, well, you're going to go through this so you can help other people. And I never downplay it. It was a living hell going through it, but I knew once I was in the hospital that I was going to get better, but I didn't know right away God wanted me to help other people in this way. So when you talk about God, he is got to be in the center of our lives. If you call him God or source or whatever you call him, God is important in our lives. Um, would you like to add on to that, Isaac? Uh, yes. Um, I mentioned about the belief system, and when I'm, when I'm giving speeches to people, I always talk about the belief system because I know some people don't believe in God, but I like to focus on what works, what, what actually works in life, you know. So, you know, take out our subjective views and focus on that. So we think about how we believe. Uh, how we believe dictates what we, how we act. We, we can only operate off our belief system. So whatever belief system you have, it needs to be something positive. I talked to one girl who didn't believe in God, so I asked her, what do you have to look forward to? She says, nothing. She was so focused on stats and science and all this other stuff that the science actually supports God. She just had some solid science. So I said, you have a belief system where you have nothing to look forward to. And she was also struggling with depression and had suicidal thoughts because her belief system, she had nothing to look forward to. She believed she didn't believe in God, and she had nothing. So I said, at least, even if it doesn't make exact sense to you right away, believe in something that gives you some type of hope. So sometimes we don't focus on that our belief system dictates our moods, how we feel. That's why people stay in relationships with people that don't treat them right because they don't believe they deserve better. So people don't chase their dreams because they don't believe that they're capable. So if they change their belief system, their actions will change, 
And that's why it's a powerful to have a, a belief system that's powerful. And the most powerful one from my personal experience is recognizing God as the main source that is necessary for you to be happy in this life that we currently have. For sure, definitely. And talking about the belief system, um, you had told me about something that you wrote as self-belief. Would you like to read that now? Uh, yeah, sure. It's, um, it's a spoken word piece. Um, I, uh, and I wrote this maybe a year or so ago. I really didn't know why I wrote it at the time. I was just inspired. But I end this, uh, in all my speeches, my first speeches when I go to a company, I end all of my speeches with this particular poem. And it's entitled Self-Belief, and this is how it goes. Okay. Where is the ideology of a dream. Well, you could be whatever you wanted to in your mind seem. Well, obstacles were manipulated by all means. And on the other side of your dreams, the grass was always green. What happened to your imagination to dream when your mind wasn't blocked with dirt, but it was clean? We don't believe in ourselves anymore. We have accepted the condition seen accepting other people's visions opposed to what we know was seen in our dreams. So I'm exposing this disease so that your dreams can be redeemed. You see, not everyone believes that they can be whatever they want to anymore on this planet scene. The world is occupied with how it seems from another's imperfect being when self-belief is the only thing that should glean. You see, your brain is like a TV that represents your dreams seen through your eye screen but your eyes will only reflect the pixels that you've entered into your dreams. So how you see the world is based on how you program your TV to represent your dreams, seen through your eyes screen, and then reflected into life seen. Y'all know what I mean. So stop looking for someone else's belief and relief because it starts with you and it starts with self-belief. So believe in yourself. You will do the things you want to. Your dreams are at your mercy waiting for you to pursue. I'm telling you that you can be whatever you want to, but let's be brief. It starts with self-belief. You see, reshaping the mind is like fixing a broken spine, which requires readjusting and keeping the spine aligned. But you must protect your newly aligned mind by maintaining a positive straight line. Any abrupt twisting from negativity's unkind grind will re-injure your newly aligned mind, crippling you without growth like a broken spine. But as the old saying goes, all wounds do heal with time. You see, it is never too late to redefine your grind. Dreams, they actually need to be refocused at times to perpetually remain in line. A dreams in active state is always intangible in our minds. It's your job to enlist your dreams into the workforce. Yes, it is a risk, but the greater the risk, the greater the rewarded bliss. So acknowledge this and press rewind. It is a dream's job to intangibly enter the unconscious mind. Our dreams, they come afloat only when consciously summoned. Our dreams aren't running. They just sense when the right person is coming. You see, most intangibles can only come into existence with the right tangibles to make them exist. Notice this. When gravity was introduced with clarity, space was produced. 
Do you see what a dream with the right tangibles can produce? A dream, it must be more than some invisible force. It needs a driver to put it on its rightful course, and it is you. It's your choice. Oh, let the world hear your dream's voice. Of your mind, you are the chief. Let's get it done, and it starts with self-belief. So believe in yourself. You will do the things you want to. Your dreams are at your mercy waiting for you to pursue. I'm telling you that you can be whatever you want to, but let's be brief. It starts with self-belief, and that's it. That is beautiful. That is just so wonderful. Thank you. Um, oh, you if you don't mind, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just said you're welcome. Oh, okay. Um, what I would like, please, if you would email me that, and I'll put it onto the website that's connected to iTunes so people can read it over and over again. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I can send you my performance. So it's, it's, that's when I say spoken word, it's more than just the word. I actually perform it. There's a lot of theatrical stuff that I do. I can send you both. I can send you that and just the written format of it as well. Yeah, that sounds great. I appreciate that because that, you know, I was I had my eyes closed while you were reading it, and it was really powerful. And and I I felt the the positive thoughts getting even stronger. So thank you again for reading that. It's wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. So, Thanks for inviting me. Yes. So um, what else do you talk about in your book? And please share the name of it again. Um. My book is in the process of being published. Uh, it's entitled Just Get Up and Manifest Your Inner Genius. I'm waiting to sign my contract by the 20th because I had an offer from another publisher. So that delayed the process. I wanted to kind of see what the other publisher had to say. But it will definitely be available uh, by August. So okay. just get up, and, just get up and, and manifest your inner genius is a self-help nonfiction narrative. And... It's the story of a real-life adventure of a dreamer, which is me, of fighting his way to live his dreams. And I, and the, during that process, I discovered a plethora of things that I want to share with the world that will help you most certainly realize that you do have a gift that is the most, the thing that ticks me off the most when people say they don't have a talent. Everyone has a talent. Proverbs 18, 16 says it. Romans chapter 12, 4 through 8 says it, is, is inundated throughout God's Word. You just have to discover your passion. So just get up. The first three chapters are about me and my life and all my adversities, and it's written in a way where it's like you're living in a movie, you know. So after that, I part ways, and the subsequent chapters, 4 to 13, is a step-by-step -step process of how to identify your gifts, how to use them, and how to chase down your dreams and capture them and catch them. You know, and without a doubt, if you follow this format, you will see what I have discovered. That number one, you do have a gift. Number two, you can find your life, uh, live your life with purpose and passion, and do anything you want to that's in harmony with your gift. And not only that, that you are unstoppable and your main purpose in this world is not to just be somebody that lives a, a works a nine-to-five, but your gift should be used for other people, you know. So all those people who, who say they don't have talents, who say they don't have gifts, 
and anyone that's looking for just some good inspiration, a real-life story, uh, my book, Just Get Up and Manifest Your Inner Genius, will help you to unlock your inner genius, which will lead to you manifesting something about yourself that you have never even discovered. That is wonderful because I know a lot of people reach out and say, but I don't know how to do this. So I'm looking forward to sharing that when it, it comes out because I feel, you know, just from everything that you're talking about, it's going to be a real powerful book. So when it does release, please send me the information. I will definitely share that out for you. Oh, thank you. And I most yeah. certainly will. Yeah, because... Um, you know, like I keep saying, is that we go through these things so we know how to help you. And it's not that we're, we're not dismissing the bad part of what we've gone through. We're acknowledging it and letting you know that we've overcome. And, yes, I've had my setback, but I knew the tools to get me through it and get me to feeling better today like I do. So... When Isaac's book releases, please watch for that in August and really read it and, and focus on his words because, like I said, when he was reading that self-belief, I had my eyes closed, and it just brought so much power to me, and it, it, it was an, like an extension to everything else that I do. And remember always, you have to come first. So whatever your dream is, you can make it come true and just reach out and, and if you need the help from other people, they'll help you achieve it. And I really believe that Isaac's words are going to be um, an inspiration to all of you. So, Isaac, are there any misconceptions about everything that you do? Uh, you said about anything that I do? Yeah, misconceptions well, about... <clears throat> what you talk about well well one thing is um this this myth that you can't work for yourself and that you can't live your dreams and that's connected with people saying they don't have gifts so my whole life i was told what to do i need to go do this get this kind of job but my heart was like that's not what i want to do and i know that every human every piece of flesh on this planet has a true passion. And the easy way to illustrate it, imagine being in a relationship with, them, with someone you don't really love. The minute, the minute you hit any type of roadblocks or adversity, you're going to be looking for the exit way out. So the misconception is that we don't have gifts. And when I'm talking about a gift, I'm talking about your gift of value. See, most people don't realize that they have to make themselves valuable to the world and their level of value dictates what they get paid, how people see them. Not only that, it dictates how they feel about themselves. So this, this misconception that you just go do this, go do that. Now, if that's what you want to do with your life, fine. But if you know there's something tugging at your heart, that you feel like you've been called to do something, and a gift is inherent, you can't teach it, you can't go get it, it's already in you, you know. And so God put it in a place where he knew you, wouldn't, that you, he knew you would find it. So uh, don't let anybody tell you what can't be done. If you pay close attention, like I had to do this with my mom and relative, people were telling me not to be a trainer, and they never owned a business. They never started a business, so how can they give me information? So people don't often look at that. Who's giving you this information? So make sure that 
you talk to people that's doing what you want to do and let them give you guidance on that. And if you can find one person on this planet that's doing what you want to do, that is all the proof that you need, and you have to work hard for everything. No one's going to hand it to you. I talk about belief system, but as Galatians 6, 7 says, you reap what you sow. That's a universal law. So God is promising people. This is what I want to say. God is promising you. If you chase your dreams and you put the work in and you know that's your passion, it is guaranteed that you will be successful. And I've discovered that, you know, no matter how long it takes. So if you do that, that will make God a liar. Titus 1, 2 says he cannot lie. So hard work, do go into is done. Failure is never an option. Have that approach. So if you want to do something, don't even have failure as an option. Look at each failure that you have as a learning experience and go into it's done. You know, and if you do that, I can promise you that you'll see that you do have a gift and that you'll live a life of passion and you'll be more meaningful. So that's the misconception that we don't have gifts and that hard work doesn't pay off because it does. And that, again, is beautifully said, which reminded me about myself where I knew in my heart that God had a purpose for me, but for many years I didn't know what it was. I joined a prayer group at first. Then I was a religious education teacher. I attended mass all the time, but I started falling asleep because of health issues. And all those years it's like I don't understand. I feel this pull, and then finally... In 2014, after my attempt, my spirituality brought me to realize, oh, my God, he wants me to help other people through my own story. And I had to experience that story to be able to tell people about it. And like you said, it doesn't matter how long it takes, you will get there. And... I'm still getting there. You know, I, I still have some goals that I would like to accomplish, like making money. <laughs> that would be nice. But I think by doing my radio podcast is a really great thing helping other people in the world. So I'm, I'm excited that I'm able to do this, and especially at a time that people really need to know that they have to come first. And I, I can't say this enough because if you're not first, just like on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first because you won't be able to breathe to help the other person if they're struggling. So please listen to Isaac's words. Listen to what I say. Make yourself come first. It's really important. So, again, thank you for sharing that, Isaac. Oh, you're welcome. So what has been your greatest reward? <laughs> um. When you stated like that, so I have to narrow it down to one thing. I, I, I have several things, but I'll just mention this one thing. I, I would say my greatest reward is seeing the truthfulness attached to Hebrews 11.1, 1, which gives the, the best definition of faith ever. It's the sure expectation of things to, that are hoped for do not be held. So going back to me as a little boy, I couldn't – guarantee what was going to happen. So most people have this concept that, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. But I've always felt like as a young boy, if you believe that you can see it. So I believe that I can escape poverty. I believe that I could be a writer. I believe that I could do and work for myself. I never wanted to work for someone. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. 
And don't and during the course, even after I graduated college, I struggled with trying to get a job for someone else. I actually went on interviews, but something would they offered me five jobs. Something wouldn't let me do it. I said, Isaac, you can't do it because my mom called me every day. You need to get on someone's payroll. You, you, what if you lose all your clients? So that fear. So one day I stood up. I, I said, Mom, I said, I'm going to work for myself. And I said, never again are you going to tell me what I can't do. So seeing, not looking back on that, I'm finally at a point where I, I know myself. Seeing myself complete this journey. Well, not completed, but seeing it through to see that the whole time God was providing, you know, we seek first the kingdom. So just seeing my greatest reward is not surrendering, not giving up on my dreams, because at any moment that I could have given up, and if I had did that and surrendered and, and been weak-minded and worked for someone else, I would realize that I made a mistake. So there was moments where I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, but I always paid my bills. I didn't have the amount of money that I always wanted, but I said, you know what, I'm going to learn, I'm going to stick to this thing. So that's my greatest reward is seeing God's hand, and I said, you know what, if these uh, scriptures are true, and I'm not testing God, but uh, Micah 6, 8, 3.18 says, put God to the test in a respectful way, and it says, see whether or not he won't open up the floodgates of the heavens, but we can't escape uh, laws. You can't believe and not have any work ethic. You can't have improper motives. You have to really do it for other people. So in other words, you need to love something so much you'll do it for free. So I learned the truth from it is that. I started giving a service and made myself valuable, and people eventually started to pay for that. So my greatest reward uh, is seeing my dreams come true and knowing that no matter what I do, if I see it through and it's from my heart, I'll be successful. So that, that's something powerful that you have to experience in your life. If anybody's listening, I'm telling you, you, you have to experience this because it increases your faith in God, but you can't have bad motives. God is on your side. The universe is on your side. So go for, go, go for what you know. That, again, is very wonderfully put. Thank you, um, Isaac. You, you have a way of explaining things that are so simple and really get through. Um, you know, I, again, I'm taking to heart everything you're saying, and it's really powerful words. Thank you. Oh, you, you're you welcome. And I'm, I'm, I'm living. So going back, I, how I... You know, if you if I can, I'd like to tell you how I was inspired to write my book. If 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 I can do that, is that okay? Yes. So, I must tell you that fitness training is not my my I would say my my true passion. My true passion has always been writing and and, and speaking. Uh, but I abandoned it. But I never let go of the thought in my head. So anyway, so I'm I'm enjoying inspiring people and training. I'm long, I'm enjoying working for myself. But I start to say. I have to succinctly use my gifts. See, that's the big difference. So each, think about tools. You know, a hammer is used for certain things, a screwdriver. So you'll never maximize your tools unless you use it in a way that it was designed. So I said, Isaac, you were designed to be a writer. You were designed to speak to people. So one day I'm, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. I'm walking outside. This is exactly how it happened. It sounds like some hocus pocus stuff, but it's not. So a thought whispers in my ear. It says, just get up. 
And when I, I felt it, it was like I was impregnated with ideas. And I said, I'm going to write a book. And it came back to me, and I started writing, and I relived that passion. And I was having so much fun. And I said, you know, I have to go, I have to revisit this. I said, before I leave this planet, I got to show the world who I really am. Mm. And, and I said that I'm going to be a little rusty, but a gift never go, a gift never goes away. You have to refine it if you haven't been using it. But I said, this is who I am. You know, I'm going to step out on this journey. I'm going to write a book every year. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find out how to start speaking to people. I don't know. And it's amazing. One of my clients said, hey, man, you want to come speak to my organization? When you step out in your destiny, people say, well, how am I going to get started? Well, who's going to help me? Just go out there, and you'll be amazed how people just start helping you. You know, so it was, like, amazing. Then I said, okay, well, let me just speak a talent search thing. I said, I'm going to look. I'm just going to keep searching. And I had, uh, I call it um, relaxed self-assurance, so having faith but not being anxious. You know, just saying, okay, an opportunity will present itself, and you have to know when to capitalize on an opportunity and when to pass something up. And the simple way to know that is, is it in harmony with where I want to go in my life? See, not every opportunity should be taken. So at this particular point, I revisit my main dream as a child. All your dreams start with a child. And I've been, I'm touching more people in ways that I could never do unless I was succinctly using uh, my gifts. And I just want to end with this illustration. Think about a car that needs an alignment. As, 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 as when you're trying to drive a car that needs an alignment, that you have to hold on to that steering wheel so rough because it's not a smooth drive. And if you don't get it fixed, it gets even worse. So your gifts are the same way. If you're driving your life in a direction that's not designed with your gifts, you're going to always have a rough ride. But if you use your gift, the alignment, your true alignment, who you are, you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you just got to walk down that process, walk down that road. Your, journey, your drive won't necessarily be smooth as far as you won't have hardships, but you'll notice that you're enjoying the process because you are traveling to a place where you know you should have, you, that you've always wanted to go. So what is your gift? How do you discover it? That's a whole other topic. But just remember, live life with passion because tomorrow isn't promised. You know, um, when, I, when I think about life, I honestly think that God is viewing us like a TV series, and he's tuning in to all these channels. So when he turns on my channel, I don't want him to see mediocrity. I want God to be like telling the other angels, man, look what, look what he's doing. That's my son. He's, he knows he know, he's found his gift. I don't want him to turn on the channel and, and see things that, oh, my, what is he doing? No, don't, don't go that route. So when I think about it like that, when God tunes into your channel, give him something to enjoy. That's, that, that, that's all again, I wanted to say. Again, very nicely said. Um, I love the, the concept of the car. I know what you're talking about when it's out of alignment. If you let go of the steering wheel, it's going to bring you into a ditch because it's not going straight the way it should be. So, you know, think about you being the car and ending up in the ditch if you don't follow what your, your passion and your dreams are. And remember that God is there to guide you. So 
Um, you had mentioned that you are a minister, Isaac. Do you preach in a, a specific place, or I? Uh, well, I give sermons at the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses, and different congregations invite me. Uh, I'm, I'm something called a ministerial servant, which is um, a ministerial service and elders are the the ones that can give the sermons. You have to qualify for it, uh, which, you know, a couple of years of going through certain training. But anyway, so different uh, congregations, once you get in a rotation of the speaker, they'll invite you based on some particular topics you have developed. They may be looking for a certain part, a uh, certain theme, and if they know that, you've, that that's in your uh, repertoire of speeches, they'll say, okay, give me this guy, send me this speech. So I give speeches at uh, different congregations. Uh, whenever I'm in the rotation of for speak for to uh, to speak, and then once I become an elder, then I'll be able to qualify to speak at the different um, assemblies or conventions, which normally has you know two, three, four, five, six thousand people there. And these qualifications are spiritual qualifications, you know, like the Bible brings out. But you do have to have the ability to speak and teach. But uh, an elders are normally a little older, and they just – you have to actually want that too. So, if, you know, someone – I'm not ready to be an elder at this point just yet, but, uh, but that is an ultimate goal to be an elder and really shepherd God's flock, you know, just be engulfed with the church and, you know, uh, taking on a new role. So – but, you know, so that, that's, as far as the ministry is concerned, uh, that's what I do, and I go out and I preach to people on a weekly basis, and I have Bible studies with people uh, as, as well. And, and that's my main mission in life. To, to I want to say that your gift should always bring honor to God. It should never be, a, it's not about you. It should always bring honor. So what gift do you have that can bring honor to God? So people miss gifts. Don't seek the money. Don't seek all of that. That's how you enjoy the process. And all that comes with, with the uh, process as well. You know, uh, you know, to me, if you touch 1,000 people as opposed to making $1,000, you touching 1,000 people in a positive way meant more than that money. The money will come, you know, because right. goes, that goes back to your individual plan. You know, God not going to hand you something. If you want to make more money, you have to put a plan to do that. But don't, don't let that drive you because when you experience adversities, it's going to derail you. If you can just keep... The passion in doing it for others and being valuable and really understand that, whatever adversities you hit, is not you won't quit because you're already enjoying the process of where you're going. And then eventually, all that other stuff you want will be given to you as well because God promises it. Right. And that's where I'm coming from, basically, because my income is disability, and I, I'm trying to change that, but I know it's in God's time. So once I get, I mean, I know that um, I'm being listened to throughout the world. My stats are really high, and I'm bringing a great message to everybody, and that's what's important to me is being able to help everybody else. So, Isaac, um, you live in Baton Rouge, correct? Yes, ma'am, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And... How can someone find out how, where you're going to be if they're in town and they want to listen to you? Uh, they can go 
and my website is under construction, but you can find me on there. Just get up with Isaac.com. You can find me on Facebook, just get up with Isaac. Twitter, just get up with Isaac. Instagram, just get up with Isaac. LinkedIn, just get up with Isaac. And uh, of course, my name is Isaac Miller. So I, I, I branded it that way to make it very simple for people to find me on social media. So they could just inbox me or post something. And, um, and I'm, I don't currently have my podcast, but I'm going to start some podcasts this year uh, when I'm marketing my book. And there's a lot of things I'm working on uh, where I'm going to have more of a social media presence. It's always been a weakness of mine. But if I'm going to really touch people, you know, I have to be ubiquitous. I have to be get what with the program is for social media so that I can be all over the place and inspiring people. So you can find me on those social media websites if you ever want to link up with me. And my contact information is on those websites and social media outlets as well. Okay. So when your website is up and ready, please let me know. Is, that my, no, it's up. My website is up. I'm I'm just I just said that I'm going to be adding and refining some things, but my website okay. is up. Yeah, okay. I, I just yeah I, I just want to refine it and have it where people can tune in and have motivation. I want to put some videos up, so, so different things where they can go on and, and say, you know what, I'm feeling down today. Let me listen to Isaac's uh, speech, How to Discover Your Genius, whatever it may be, stuff like that. Yeah. That's wonderful. So um, when you do update it, please let me know and I will share it out. And at the end, I will also share out the spelling of it. So Isaac, what do you do outside of work? Uh, as far as fun and just recreation? Yep. Um, I like to have philosophical discussions. You know, this may sound geeky. But I like to get with a few guys and whoever it may be, girls, it don't matter, children, I don't care. If we're talking about something that sparks my intellectual curiosity, that is probably the most fun I'll have. Uh, just talking about stuff that matters. I love that because it gives birth to ideas. Outside of that, I love to, uh, to work out. I love to, to travel. My wife, uh, my wife loves to travel. So we have to go out of the country once a year. I love... Uh, meeting new people. Of course, I love writing. And I just like to uh, take on new adventures in life. So that's, that's what I like to do for fun. That is great. Um, you know, I want to travel a lot more myself. I have in the past. And I'm actually going to Florida in a couple of weeks for a training where um, they teach us how to make an impact on people instead of how to make money. So I'm excited that I'll be attending that event. I'm with Wendy Lipton Dibner. If anybody's interested, you could contact me and I could give you her information. But um, I, I can tell that you, you have many books in you just by the way, you know, that, that beautiful um, self-belief that you read. It was just so powerful. And, you know, I feel like you're going to be writing a lot more books to, to share so much. And, and, you know, each time, please let me know because I would love to share it out with my listeners. 
The Yes Miss Captain. I'm working on my next one now called Believe and Be Wealthy. So I mean, that's my goal. I, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to write a book every year. I know it. I've, I've, I've been abandoning it for too long, and and and, and, and I'm, I'm not going to die with what's inside of me. I'm going to give it to the world. Yes. And that's, again, what it's about, helping each other. So what are your closing words, Isaac, that you would like the, the biggest message to be heard? I want my closing words to be, because ever since I was a little boy, I've always tried to figure out how to make things better, you know. And so many people hear all this good stuff, believe in yourself, you can do whatever you want to, but no one has a plan of how to do it. Uh, they don't think about the, the intricate parts of what that actually means. So I like to open up a new way of thinking about saying this. Here's what every human has in common. We all have the same amount of time, and we all will die at some point if we keep living. So since that is true, since that is true, how are you going to utilize your time to live a life that makes you happy? What are you going to do? You don't know if you're going to be here for five more years, ten more years. That shouldn't be used to scare you. It's just a reality. So what are you going to do starting tomorrow or starting right now, better stated? Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to keep waking up, going through the motions? Are you going to keep feeling in your heart that, that you want to enjoy life, that somehow you think some people are better than you, that they were given more ability? That, that's not true. So moving forward, how are you going to stop worrying about other people and say that I am a genius, you know, know that you have capabilities and talents and skills and say, you know what, before I leave this planet, I'm going to find out my true potential, and I'm not going to be like Dr. Miles Monroe said, that the graveyard has the, is the wealthiest place on the planet. The, it, look, Dr. Miles Monroe, that was a beautifully stated. So before you leave this planet, make a decision like I did and show us who you truly are. That's my closing words. Thank you. That was beautiful and such a great conversation, Isaac. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, when your book does release, I would like to welcome you back so that you can share it um, and maybe some excerpts from it once it's released. Okay, Ms. Catherine, I would love to do that. And I, I had a great time. You know, I really, hey, you could call me whenever. We can do this all the time. I enjoy this. Thank you for saying that. Um, you know, I I just like it to be a conversation so that people don't get so stuck on oh, but they're so structured. You know, it's it's so much better to just let things flow because I believe that what is meant to be spoken will be spoken and shared at the right time. So again, thank you, Isaac. Oh, and you're more than welcome. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Isaac had to share. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any important information shared by my guests. And also please share my shows with your friends and relatives so they can gain value from my guests. And I invite people all the time that have that great value to inspire you. If you would like to speak like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com, and that's C 
C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-L-A-U-B.com. My website is The Celestial Spoon, T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-P-O-O-N.com. And you can download a free report on overcoming stress along with purchasing a psychic reading or mentoring with me. And if you email me and mention you heard my podcast, you will receive a 10% discount on any of my services or programs. We can talk on Skype, through the phone, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Isaac at Just Get Up With Isaac. J-U-S-T-G-E-T-U-P-W-I-T-H-I-S-A-A-C dot com. This is Catherine Laub. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.